0: So, I say there's no win, lose, or draw. It's win, learn, or draw. You know, there's no good or bad. There's celebration and growth.
1: Hello. You are listening to the High Performance Nursing Podcast with me, Liam Caswell, where I help clinicians just like you take control of their careers and remove all the things stopping you from achieving your biggest goals. Let's dive in. Hey beautiful peeps, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have got a fabulous guest for you. She really needs no introduction. But, without further ado, today we have the wonderful, the amazing, the Love Rock star, Hope Merchant, health visionary, magicianess at Heartplace Hospital, herself... Nurse Jackie O'Connor. Let me tell you a little bit about Jackie. You're going to love this episode. So Jackie O'Connor is a health visionary and registered nurse with qualifications in health psychology and whole health medicine. From Whole Health Medicine Institute with Lisa Rankin MD. She's got over 27 years experience supporting women, families and teens across the spectrum within the health and the life. Through her own lived experience, she finds joy in sharing and co-creating the tools she's mastered with others through one-on-one coaching, mentoring, group coaching, workshops, speaking engagements, podcasts, writing, activism, and continued learning. Her superpowers include being a connector, co-creator, and conduit for others. She demystifies the bridge between science and the magic. I love this so much, Jackie. Oh my goodness. Jackie is a magician, love rock starboard merchant who dares to care differently at Heart Place Hospital across in New Zealand. She takes the boo out of taboo, creating a more tada and less taboo. Love it. It's Jackie's mission to support everybody, including our young people, to understand their body and their mind, to not be ashamed of themselves, to be comfortable with the changes they're going through, and to trust their bodies and their mind. Jackie cares for our future carers and carers as these wonderful individuals are the people who will deal with our most vulnerable citizens, our children, the sick and the elderly. And of course, one day us. Jackie believes with support, our carers will be better equipped to handle the demand of their vital roles. And how much better would that be for the carer and the recipient of their care? Amen. Oh my goodness. Jackie, there's so much that you've done, and I feel like I'm probably going to butcher it, and I should let you tell us what you've done. (laughs) Tell us in your own words, what's got you to this point in your amazing nursing career?
0: Yeah, thank you. Well, I'm a lot, Liam. Um, and, no. <laughs> um, and I've embraced that and I love that part about me. I'm also very much embracing my connection to nature and how much it changes, and I do it too. So. <laughs> so I'm constantly morphing and yeah, in another transition now, really. So, which is really exciting, and that's kind of how I roll now. So how I got here was, you know, I was on the hamster wheel. I think you're on the hamster wheel next to me, weren't you? <laughs> and I wasn't doing things differently. I was doing things the same, the same, mm-hmm. same, 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 same. And as a result of all the patches on my patchwork quilt that makes up me, I experienced a colossal burnout all my mat trap moment, which we talked about in our last podcast. But for those who are catching up on our connection that was nearly seven years ago now so you know I'm a different version of me and so yeah like during that period you know I really was stopped in my tracks and what I say my smoke alarm (laughs) my smoke detector was going off and I could no longer take the batteries out or no longer turn the music up and avoid it I had to actually take stock and it was a real or die moment and I'm really grateful that I chose the do and literally yeah I really was stopped in my tracks and my whispers returned and long story short those whispers connected me and my breadcrumbs and my breadcrumbs now connect me to my gold nuggets and (laughs) yeah so I'm very much now solely that's not how society raised me Although I do recall having it as a young person, but I believe our institutional education and stepping into healthcare knocked that out of me. And so now I say I dare to care differently, I dare to live differently, I dare to receive care differently. And I take the boo out of taboo and put more to DA and less to boo in the world. And I love it. And I'm, I'm just so... Grateful and, yeah, privileged to be alive at this time and witness the great change that is occurring through the chaos that is occurring worldwide. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how it kind of begun. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it's just unfolding almost like, I was going to say day by day, but moment by moment. And I literally just, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't still get little money truck, but I just know how to turn, I say, I hope I can say this, I turn the shit into manure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I just see them I just now let that smoke detector. It just needs to make a blip and I sit up and listen. And like I said, really soul-led, so really have remembered, so unlearned a lot of the conditioning of, you know, that same saying, hence the wheel, turn out the same thing. And remembered, I wholeheartedly believe that, you know, our traumas are in our DNA, that so are our, you know, goddesses and Mm -hmm. um, all that, you know, wisdom is in our DNA too, so Definitely remembering that yeah. and creating safe haven and spaces so that I can allow that to expand and more out into the world because the world shows sure how it needs <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure.
0: yeah. I love
1: that. I, I love that you touch on, both. It's the premise of what you talk about and how you've got here, but that burnout story and experience mm-hmm. is such an integral part of every nurse, every midwife story that I speak to who then goes on to do something that is... You know bigger uh, and beyond what they were initially doing or thought they could achieve and what was possible and it's so interesting right because i think that we've all been kind of conditioned to believe that burnout is this bad thing and don't get us wrong like none of us enjoyed the experience however it has birthed like this beautiful thing that you have now created. It's given you this avenue to explore. And like myself with high performance nursing I think that a lot of us, maybe I certainly did was trying to avoid the burnout when now I can see that it's like, it's completely inevitable. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of if, and well, it's a matter of when not if that it will happen. And I think that you touched on something really important there, which is even once you've had the big burnout moment and then you move beyond that and you learn how to lead yourself better, you learn how to step into your true power, you're still going to have many episodes of burnout. It. It's still going to be part of the journey. And I think that we believe there's a part of us that's like, but once we've done it once, it's not coming back. And we then kind of beat ourselves up, right? Is that something that you see in the people that you work with that kind of go on to experience multiple yeah.
0: episodes? Well, I saw it myself. So it's been years ago on the met track and then, yeah, definitely got more. And previous to that, I had my four by fours in the back of my head and the taps and the shoulders. And then they continued over the last seven years too. I was trying everything, you know, I was doing non-government organisations, I was doing charity work, I was doing community work, I was doing part-time. But, you know, like I was grappling at kind of how can I make this work? And little did I know at the time I was actually creating this movement. I'm just thought I was a community service. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it wasn't until June last year, 2021, that I actually stepped away from the duality, you know, having one foot in the system and one foot on the out, thinking that I could make a difference on the inside and on the outside. And this is my belief, mine, might not be everybody's belief, but I now believe that going back into the system is a trauma response and that the only way that we can truly create great change from this chaos is by disabling that system and I really believe we're going to be seeing a hospicing of that system in a midwifering of a new system and I've been evangelical I've been an activist I've been to the government and it was you know to no response so now I'm being the example and I just wholeheartedly believe that the work that I'm doing and the work that I'm seeing many many other hope merchants and love rock stars doing is the panacea to our future of having a healing healthcare and education
1: system. Yeah. Yeah. I love that concept of hospicing the death of the old health system and midwifery. I can't say that, but
0: midwifery. Yeah. Yeah. The new health
1: system and yeah. the new healing system. And yeah. talk to us a little bit more about that, because I like I'm, I'm yeah. you on that journey and that experience there. So talk to us more about yeah. what you think
0: yeah. so some of the challenges are
1: for carers and nurses. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, we, of course, we're going to need a health system. Of course, you know, like we're going to have chronic conditions and we're going to have accidents, and we absolutely need a health system. What I think, what I'm seeing is because we haven't been empowered, we haven't created space to remember that we have this own whole health expert within ourselves, that we are overloading our system with worried well and with the manifestation of mental physical health from us not living our you know our fully whole house life. So what I mean by that in how we talk about master hierarchy of needs and in whole house you flip that upside down and we actually look at the base of that being our inner knowing, mm-hmm. our own wisdom. And a lot of us have had that knocked out of us through our through our institution of education because we are conditioned to be right or wrong, good or good or bad. Broken or fixed. And I'm seeing it, you know, we're seeing it with, you know, with more homeschooling and nature schooling and then other schools, you know, even our public schools taking on, you know, play led learning. And, mm. and this great. It is happening. So, you know, we kind of need to see it to, to kind of keep up the energy for it to, to manifest. And so, yeah, that's kind of like how I believe we can pull off our healthcare system a little bit. And I am so, like, so wholeheartedly into this is caring for our carers and Mm. healing healers so hand on heart I was an unhealed healer for 21 years of my bedside nursing a lot of us go into healthcare education because we've had a defining moment mine was open heart surgery as an eight-year-old and it was the nurses that were you know my angels so I just beelined for nursing and albeit I was physically healed my Spiritual and emotional healing didn't take place. So there's real opportunity for us, and it's always about our future healers our future carers, Real opportunity for us to create opportunity for healing, and for us to embrace. You know that there are no bad parts. Yeah, there's no bad part. They're all a patchwork on the patchwork quilt that's us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, I I could sit here and talk to you about you know my people pleasing and my perfectionism, yeah. and but they helped me survive. You know, they got me through. Some rough rides. So, you know, I'm grateful for them
1: yeah.
0: and I'm grateful for my neck truck. And, you know, because they are, there's no bad parts, they're parts that support us and redirect us. Yeah. And so I think there's a real opportunity in kind of healing our healers before they become healers. And then just a real massive opportunity to support our healers. And that is Heartplace hospitals So I have Heartplace Physical hospitals, So Frontliners. And when I say frontliners, I'm talking health, education, retail, law <laughs> and order, parenting. So we're pretty, pretty much humans.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> <and> human. <laughs>
0: but, um, but predominantly those who are then going back in front of our most vulnerable citizens. So those who are in front of our children, our sick or our elderly. Because I totally believe if they're, if they're at their best, if they're careful, F U L L. Then that energy will go out and heal those recipients of their care. So, not only do they benefit, but so do the recipients of their care. And it just seems like an absolute no brainer to me. And, you know, we're all going to experience frontliners at one time or another. You know, we all have to go to a shop. We all have to. (laughs) And wouldn't we all rather have someone in front of us who's got great energy? So, yeah. yeah. So that's a way. And then so I talk about feminizing in the health and education system. And when I say feminise, I don't mean woman. I mean mm. men and women. I have felt that most of my life my intuition, my emotion and my energy has been seen as a liability. I now believe it, it to be, you know, a real gift. And yeah, I the way our society is set up, you know, the Monday to Friday, the 40 hours the go, go, go. No. Do, 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 Hustle, hustle, hustle. yeah yeah we don't get a chance to tap into that and knowing um, which is the base of our whole house and then on top of that base is our environment so I talk about safe havens you know when you're in a space that is you know good energy and clear and clean and vibrating high I and mean, then that's what you're going to be like and that's again like when we go into the concrete jungle of the hospital they're not safe havens. They're unpleasant. You know, they don't smell great, don't have great natural light, all of these things that, you know, as natural beings, we're So Heart Place Hospital has all that in there. Oh. But our relationships, you know, we've often, a lot of us are conditioned to, you know, stick in the same relationships. You know, it's you sign the piece of paper, stick at it. But, you know, there's seasons and reasons and we evolve and there's no wrong with you know, changing your people, you know, you're vibrating at a different level, then find those people. And, mm. you know, there's so much evidence that our vibe is, you know, the, is the equivalent of the five people that we spend most of our time with. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been to talk with high-vibing people. Like,
1: yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that I deeply resonate with that. And I put a post out recently about that. I think I maybe even did it this morning or it's coming and it was all about that. It was like, if you're surrounded by people in the workplace and you are somebody that is operating on a higher frequency or you've done some kind of self not, and I want to make it super clear that I don't think either of us are saying that people that have done the work, quote unquote, are at a higher level or are, yeah, a more evolved version of human. It's yep. just that we've just had that moment, right? And we've made a choice we've ever just decided to stay where we are, or we've taken the leap and trusted that, like tapped into that inner knowing. So it's not about, I always talk about this in coaching. It's not about being like elitist or us being better than anybody in the work that we do. It's more so that we've given ourselves and created an opportunity for ourselves to see how friggin fabulous and amazing we are at our core. But Mm -hmm. that, that whole idea of the people that surround you, you become, you know, who they are. And I think that that's what stops a lot of people in the career space moving forward because they go in on a higher frequency and very quickly it's removed um, we work conditions. You're very quickly told that you can't be doing this. You've got to wait for five years and yada, yada, yada. And then you come to their frequency. It is that it's a coping mechanism. And we're also pack animals, right? Like we love to conform. And what I love about the work that you do and the work that I do is that we push the norm and we challenge the boundary. And that's a whole different thing for us, for sure. Like that's a whole different kettle of fish, but it's rewarding when we start seeing those people step into their true wisdom and their true power and reclaim all of that. Because the thing is, right, like, no, it's never gone. It's never been taken away. It's, it's never not there. It's just that we're just not creating the space to see it.
0: Yeah, and we're sent into this world and whatever family and whichever environment for us to, you know, grow and learn. You know, so I say there's no win, lose, or draw. It's win, learn, or draw. You know, there's no good or bad. There's celebration and growth. And, you know, like when I was bedside nursing, you know, absolutely hand on heart, you know, I was in the victim matter mentality, you know, why betide ty- me, you know, poor me, working night shifts, being paid pittance, mm-hmm. getting chocolate on, you know, one chocolate on Nurses' Day, you know, like all this. But I allowed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I allowed it. I allowed it and I went back for more and you know, and a lot of us are with boundary wounded. We haven't been raised in understanding boundaries and how to advocate for ourselves. And again, it's back to the institution of education, you know, we were in I still set now, I've got teenage daughters, you know, that the teacher, you know, listen to the teacher and did all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh actually, you know, these are our future carers, they're our future, you know, they're our change makers, our chain breakers let's celebrate them you know let's let's give them space to be creative and why are we still trying to educate kids at you know 8 30 in the morning when we've got science to show that they're nocturnal and they, they don't start learning until later you know yeah. like like you said I really challenge you know what we're still the norm that we still don't and evidence to that you know I've got seven arms of funding that I have and I actually don't tick the box at any single one of those arms of funding mm-hmm. I just used my superpowers of being a great connector and co-creator in conduit. And I just, I was just persistent with showing up and from heart and they could see that, you know, what I offered was needed. And so I do it. I I just, I color outside the lines and that's, you know, Heartplace Hospital, same thing, colored outside the lines, you know, be the example, create the example. I Wropped up to government, and yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I my vision is, is that they see it, you know, i yeah. sooner rather than later, and they go, Hey, hang on a minute, we need to copy this, and all yeah. uh, we'll three more of the more hapless hospitals around yeah. New Zealand the world. Yeah. Uh,
1: what I love about your work is that you, regardless whether that can like, I fully believe in you, right? But like, part of this journey is like just the, the, Level of self confidence that you need to have in order to pull something like this off is next level, right? Because there's nothing like it. There's nothing out there like it. And most of us would look for evidence to support it and to suggest that it's possible. What I love about what you do is that you're like, hold on, (laughs) this has never been done before.
0: Yeah, let's do it. You know, I have worked on my nervous system, (laughs) and I have tested tested it and tested it and tested it, and I've seen the magic and miracles that I can create, and I feel exactly the same inside with this belief mm. that I have with the other magic and miracles that have pulled off. So I I, so undoubtedly believe it's going to happen. And, you know, you can say you've interviewed me <laughs> There you go. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's interesting. I'm curious because a lot of people that listen to the podcast have big dreams and goals of their own in their career, in their life. What do you think it is that makes that belief unshakable for you? What do you think it is that, like, you've practiced doing to make this like it's a no brainer? Of course, it's happening.
0: I looked for evidence. Yeah. So, look. Little things like, and I called them my whispers. One day my whispers said to me, oh, your package is going to arrive today. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous because I only ordered it yesterday. And then the package arrived. Mm. And my whispers have said, take your umbrella. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. It's sunny. So I've taken it and it's rained. <laughs> Sorry, you know, and we took radical action and, and left the city and moved to a Bohemian beachside village. And that was totally soul and it was, my whisper said, leave Auckland, leave Auckland. I was like, don't be ridiculous. I've got teenage daughters. What are, you, what, what are you talking about? And anyway, then I just got brave and spoke it out loud. And we literally, we'd sold the house, bought a house. And it's Jackieville. Like I live in Jackieville. And this is not a village we'd spend any time on We bought it during lockdown, you know, and it was so easy. And I feel the same way. So I feel exactly this the same sureness. So it does, it does. And I did have a magic and miracle book for a long time, you know, like the evidence. And I've stopped now because my trust and faith is so, so high that I just know. But it, it takes practice, just practice makes progress. But it also take, really does, to, it really you need a magical healing round table around you. You know, so I've got people around me that can go, I can say, oh my God, I had this dream last night, blah, blah, blah. And, they, and you know, and we can... They can witness me, so they don't. They don't try and fix me or help me, and vice versa. Do back to them, you know. And we, we just really open. Has anyone got space? I've just got something, you know, that's on repeat, on repeat. Yes. I'd love someone to witness it. And so, uh, hanging with your kind mm-hmm. is important, yeah. And but being really like having boundaries in that, you know, like saying who has the space? I've just got something, you know, because you don't want to be offloading all the time others and you want someone to witness you who got you know got the energy as well so yeah so I mean I've done that in paid form I've had magical mentors but I've also got you know people who are like me daring to care differently, to no. differently. yeah and no. celebrations, you know like even today I pulled an oracle card and I was like oh my god I'm so gonna share that with the crew and they're all like oh yeah that's bang on for you today <laughs> right yeah, the um,
1: universe is always working in our favor hey it's always right. yeah,
0: always and you know once you get the memo that life is happening for you not to you you know like and it's unfortunate we've been conditioned on that good bad right mm-hmm. wrong yeah because you know we're really quick to try and fix and help people whereas in actual fact these are amazing amazing barometers you know our smoke detector just redirecting us and as soon as we learn that it's happening for us to us and that we can all turn the ship into manure you know we can we can lift the vibration of this world and that I call myself a hope merchant and love love star, and you know we're in big trouble we're in really big trouble on this planet and she is asking us our planet is asking us to heal and really tap into the we and ditch the me that we've we've been so conditioned to do you know mm. and that looked like you know putting your mask on to look you know everything's good and fine yeah you know, something i want to say to that is like we hear a lot about it's okay to not be okay but i would love to and i'm going to do a post on this myself actually let's let's be okay with being great you yeah. know like let's <laughs> yeah love yeah. of being great totally. um, and that's what I, you know, I really, I'm the example, not the opinion, and I've been the opinion, no yeah. judgment. But what I'm really witnessing now, and I really invite people to sit with us, is I'm really witnessing a lot of people in the matter of victim mentality. And honestly, there are so many phenomenal people, you included, Liam, hmm. ready and waiting to support And we have had the lived experience. So we, you know, we're going to hold space really freaking well. So, you know, reach out. And so many of us, there's no massive financial outlay because we know that there hasn't been a lot of value and respect. And this is a great way to give back. So so if you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, it's all right for them, trust us. (laughs) We've rocked in the corner. You know, mm. and we've come from rocking in the corner to now thriving, some hot mess, hot hill. I support. love that. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh,
0: yeah. So, yeah and and the, the man of mentality is a very low vibration. And again, no judgment I've been there. And, uh, you know, and the hot hill success is, is a high vibration. And when you're vibrating at a high level, you know, the abundance comes. And, and mm-hmm. my definition of abundance is, is having the freedom to do the things you love.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I was 40 plus years young when I learned how to advocate for myself, how to create healthy boundaries and craft a life that best suits me. And a, a life that best suits me is to have the freedom if I need to rest or if I need to express an emotion that I can. And we just don't offer that within our healthcare system. And, know as a cyclical woman we don't show up the same every day we absolutely don't and we need to be honored for the different energies and emotions and most importantly we have this freaking superpower of intuition and we're incredibly creative solution focused not just creating life Mm. we have this amazing ability to create and create solutions and that's in our dna that is in our dna and our society as it stands now doesn't honor and support that we're growing there's an army
1: yeah yeah we're coming (laughs) on our way, way to support that for sure and i think that you know there's so much i could say about the victim mortar mindset and that low vibration and god it's hell on earth down there it really is like it is hell And it can seem so difficult to get out of that place. And we all still go like we still have moments down there. I certainly still have moments down there and have to raise myself back up. But that's what I love about coaching and holding space for people is that. We can see through that. Like our job is not to buy into your story or the narrative that your brain is throwing up at you. It's our job to really create that psychological safety. So you can just explore everything in a kind, respectful, non-judgmental place. And what I'm noticing through coaching, you know, hundreds of clinicians now is that often what it is is it's really that we're just not comfortable sitting with the emotion. You know, we have all of these thoughts, but the biggest thing that we're just trying to avoid. And we buffer through, for me, it was over drinking, overeating, you know, over shopping, like my days off I'd be out in the town thinking I need X, Y, and Z, and my days were so busy and I was filling all my time and I couldn't sit still. And we're avoiding, we're using all of these things external to us, hoping that they'll make us feel better. And that's what I really love about the work that you do is it's all about coming back to reclaiming your personal wisdom that whole health approach, where you can look at the physical, the spiritual, the psychological, the mental, you know, all of those things, your environment so that you can become the best version of yourself. That is the epitome of high performance nursing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not about being an elite CEO or a a leader that makes massive industry change. It's about being the poised version of yourself for you and for you only. Yeah. Because yeah. this never like we are so, we, like collectively, and I should never say we. Every time I say we, I think of Brene Brown when she's like, you should never say collectively, you know, Brene, <laughs> all we think. Yeah. But we are people pleasers collectively. We are highly sensitive people. We are empaths. And it is so important as much as we take on everybody else's emotions and feelings that we allow ourselves to sit with and process our own and recognize and realize that they are just vibrations in our body that we do need to pay attention to, that we can process and feel. Because I would argue that as a nurse or a healer at any stage, and we've got some carers that listen to this podcast, it doesn't matter where you work, that the ability to feel your feelings is your superpower. It is what will unlock everything that you need access to in your life. When you realize that you can walk into an interview and you can feel all of the fear, but you can still show up and be absolutely frigging amazing. Yeah and then have your own back at the end of it, that's winning at life. Forget 150 grand a year, forget, you know, all of the things that we think are going to make us happy, that's what will actually positively impact the humans that we have in our healthcare system. So I love that our work aligns in that space and that that's something that you advocate for strongly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, abundance as freedom to do the things that you know. Yeah. And, you know, when I was on the hamster wheel... <laughs> After we're over there and I was, you know, just tuning. Yeah. Just spinning around in a circle. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because I would probably argue that I have probably never had as little certainty in my life and in my business and my, do you know what I mean? In terms of like, when you walk in the hamster wheel, you know, when the paycheck's coming, you know, what's happening. There's so much that's certain. And despite all of that, and despite the uncertainty now, and I hear this across the board with nurse, for nurse is that I am like the most, the happiest I've ever been,
0: mm. ever been
1: and the most fulfilled because I'm inviting all of the abundance. I've got to connect with beautiful people like yourself. And all of that is because I've just followed my intuition. And I just knew there was a part of me, like you said at the start, there was a part of me that was like, you know what Liam, there's something better for you. There's something bigger. There's something that you're being called to do. Those whispers were certainly there. And I just wish, I really, my wish for all of the nurses and midwives and healers is that they, listen to that whisper and they just follow it. Like you said, like the breadcrumb, I love that analogy. They just follow it and just take a little nibble and move forward and just see what is possible for them.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, my vision is that those who go onto those frontline roles have an opportunity to really heal the reason that they've gotten onto them. So, you know, I think about me if I'd had that spiritual, emotional healing as I was training to be a nurse for the reason that I was being in there, then that would have been really supportive. Then I would really love to see our frontliners having on a regular energy support. So, you know, like you talked about us being empaths and we're taking on other people's energy. So the will have access or, or, or the learning of how to release energy that, that is not theirs. And then I would love to see them be able to really have a space within the work place that they can actually go and release an emotion or download an event or, or you know like express rest so we've got to normalize that rest is a right and, and not a reward it's our again it's our bodies saying stop but I didn't have that modeled you know I didn't have that modeled with my colleagues with my leader you know my management I didn't have that modeled and so now, you know, I really model. I've got two teenage daughters and, you know, you're not implying me having your little witch kit if I need it. And, yeah, I welcome them to be saying they're pretty good. Teenagers are pretty good at that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that, yeah. No, I think it's kind of just insanity, isn't it, that we expect clinicians, healers to go into this system where, you know, at seven, all one, you put putting your bag on the hook, <laughs> there's a cardiac arrest and you know you're wham bam into it and there's something that you've got to deal with this for the next four hours and it's this prolonged state of stress fight or flight response i mean i even feel it when i'm just talking about it and then after that it's like it's done and you just move on to the next thing i mean it is like on reflection i think it is just the worst thing for our nervous system the stress one of the things that really hits me and this is morbid but one of the things that i had never had to do before until i moved to australia was take patients down to the mortuary i'd never in my life had to do that in the uk it's not a nurse that does that and i think for good reason but it was a very respectful and beautiful thing that i got to do but what a bizarre experience to do that and to process that and then have to come back up to the floor and get like right into a team meeting where I've got to boost culture. <laughs> like, right, like it's just so weird. I've got to go to get a, a coffee and have some lunch.
0: That's where, um, you know, sacred wisdom comes in. And I heard this beautiful story this week. as was in New Zealand and a woman went in for cardiac surgery and she was Māori and she actually requested that that they did in Karakia before she was anaesthetised and the family came in too. And the, and the story actually was narrated by the by the surgeon who's, who's not a New Zealander. And, you know, he, he spoke to that, you know, they'd delivered that she had a 20% chance of survival. And I just thought, wow, what, a, you know, like, she survived, because it's a good news story. But, you know, if that hadn't been the way that it ended up, you know, like, what a beautiful way to, to have exited this world. Yeah. And also what a beautiful way to kind of calmly be, you know, to give away your body autonomy. And so, you know, and actually then on like down to thousands and thousands of people. So we're starting to see, you know, we start like, and this is what I say to my clients and everyone, you know, if we step up and show up and speak up from heart, mm. from a place of love, you know, we can create change from this chaos and that's just a beautiful you know that's one of many like on the daily people connect with me and they're sharing me with me how they're daring to care differently and it's really cool it's really exciting i've got my biggest bowl of popcorn i love it they've got the front row seat i'm loving i feel such a privilege to be alive i know that going to have grandchildren one day and they're going to be like when, uh, what was it like? So I'm trying to digest it all and I've been doing videos and stuff to to keep and share. And this is a monumental historical time in our life. Really mm. true, it is, yeah.
1: I love that. I often do think about that actually, about how many of us should be documenting the more of the stuff that we're doing. I was even thinking about that today as I was trying to reach out to unis and things like that to try and get into the unis so that I can show them at this early stage what is possible for them in the nursing career and the missing, that missing semester analogy, right? Around at least just knowing that your thoughts are not factual. Like if they take anything away that your thoughts are not factual and that you get to decide what you believe is true about yourself. And I just thought to myself, wow, how interesting, hey, if this was recorded and we could see about like all the unis that are going to say no to a free master class, you know, because it will, it will happen. There's unis that will say yes. And it's just like, what an interesting time and space. And I would love to see more nursepreneurs like really collect their experiences and share it. I think that there's no one in the space that's really showing what is possible through kind of video and so on and so forth. So anybody listening that's like a an entrepreneur and is thinking about how can I show people what is possible, I think that'd be a great way to do it. I've got too much on my plate at the moment, but. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's, I follow a couple of people that talk about building ridiculously big businesses in the business world. And they talk about, imagine if Elon Musk and all of these people Bill Gates, like, you know, all these rich white men had documented the process. Imagine if they had like recorded it and then shared it with the world for other people to replicate that. What a different space and time we would be living in and how that would impact people globally. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing being here today. And this will stand in history and your grandkids will be able to listen to it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, look at you, crazy (laughs) lady. I love it so
1: as we wrap up tell mm-hmm. us more about heart Place hospital and how that works for people that want to engage with that I know there's a couple of ways that they can engage with you and, yeah. and also there's yeah. that donation function I think as well so tell us all the yeah. things
0: yeah I will tell you all the things so yes yeah, so my current morphing is I'm stepping more away from the one-on-one coaching work and I'm more a conduit so I'm really aware of who's doing what so I'm, I'm I get a lot of connection and i conduit them out to to expertise so but i'm putting a lot of my energy into awareness and philanthropy so my awareness is around how important it is to keep our carers our frontliner to support their mental physical health as they support ours as we you know transition through these changing times so yeah i'm a charity so opencollective.com forward slash heart slash hospital place slash hospital slash Charity Hospital. We'll put it in the notes. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in New Zealand, I'm doing a movie fundraiser. So it's the follow on from Embrace, Taryn Brumovitz Embrace, which is on Netflix. It's called Embrace Kids. So it's the only way we can see it in New Zealand is through fundraising. So it's happening on the 11th of the 11th, 22, 7 pm in Takapuna, Auckland. I've created a medicinal chocolate. So it's the Mary Magdalene Wild Heart Cacao Bar. And that's a fundraiser as well and I'm really big around m- medicinal plant medicine so if you new cacao it's it's high in iron high in magnesium and it has a natural uplifter and why I really big on plant medicine and heartpas hospital have an apokytherium and and heartpas hospital is well it's the bones are there and, and I have I do have people come and stay already. They're sort of more one degree away from me. But once it's all in council, once it comes out of council, the bill, everything's all ready to rumble. And then I can open up to beyond the one degree of people, which is really exciting. And then I've got a book coming out, Liam. So I've co-authored a book with 20 American nurses, and it's called Letters to a Future Nurse. So my story that we've just talked about now, I've condensed it into one chapter, and that's coming out the end of this month, beginning of next month. Yeah, and then along the way, I, I you know, I do sacred sexuality and hearing power and I've got some festivals I'm going to and stuff. So yeah, I'm just I'm open. I'm open to anything. Um if it makes my heart sing, it's a yes. And then when I'm not doing all that, I'm learning to surf and so I'm roller skating and doing all the things. Yeah.
1: I love that so much. You are truly an example of what's possible. Thank you so much for all of the amazing work. Thank you for being brave enough to dare, dare differently, dare to care differently. I love that so much. And I'm excited to see what happens with Hot Place Hospital and how it evolves. There might be one coming to you soon. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay.
1: For sure. And if you don't already, must, must, must go over to Instagram and follow Hot Place Hospital. I'll share it. The links will be in the show notes. But oh my goodness, beautiful hospital, beautiful location, stunning views. Very gel. And definitely one day we'll be coming for a visit when I finally make it. Can you believe I've been in Australia for eight years I still haven't been to New Zealand it's despicable
0: well, well I'll make I'll make I'll, I'll clear a space <laughs> thank you like, you and your partner yeah
1: I'll need all the healing so get ready
0: yeah oh, yeah <laughs> you know um uh, I've read pool spa you know you name uh-huh. got it
1: love it Just
0: dance roller skating anything that ones. oh
1: Amazing, (laughs) thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. All of the links, everything we've talked about and all of Jackie's amazingness will be in the show notes. Please make sure you go and follow it. And until next time, stay safe and stay forever curious, beautiful people. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast episode, please take a wee minute to leave a review. It would mean the absolute world to me. If you are ready to start taking action in your career and you need some support, why wait? come and join my private Facebook community. The link is in the show notes below. Within the community, we take what we discuss in this podcast and we put it into action. Currently, I am looking for nurses who are ready to stop playing small and invest in themselves to create the life and the career they want to live. If that sounds like you, then please get in touch. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay forever curious, my nursing friends.